the 23rd chapter of the book of Joshua. I have this last Sunday night. From the book of Numbers, chapter 11 and verse 25, I'm going to read it. And the Lord came down in a cloud and spoke unto him, that is Moses, and took the spirit that was upon him and gave it unto the seventy elders. And it came to pass that when the spirit rested upon them, they prophesied and did not speak. The purpose of reading that is that my heart is stirred among many of you, your heart is stirred. But this shows that God can take what's in us and put it in others. The entirety of this church needs to be captivated by the Spirit of God. If God abides in one of us, if He will take that Spirit and put it in all of us, in the 24th chapter of the book of Joshua, verse 15, and if it seems, and this, this blows my mind, and if it seems evil unto you, the Savior, can you imagine? Remember that holy men wrote as they were moved upon by the Spirit of God. This is not the writing of a man. This is the writing of God. If it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, God is saying, I will give you a choice. Choose you this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites, and whose land you dwell, and it's going to be my hand. Everybody say that we will serve the Lord. You may be seated, God will be so much. It will be necessary for clarity for me to bring in a little bit of what we said last Sunday morning, a little bit of what we said last Sunday night. But before we go there, let me just kind of bring you up to what the message was last Wednesday night. The man of God. Said that he saw a vision. He brought out about power. And the message was that all those times when it just you and I, no one else saw the light, go ahead to go whatever. But something happened in those men's lives that changed them forever and forever. I'm going to read some more scripture and keep your Bible with you because we're going to be reading quite a bit of scripture. But I'm reading now from the sixth chapter of the Gospel of John. We will come back and make more comments on it maybe later. John chapter 6, begin reading with verse 57. As the living Father has sent me, and I live by the Father, so he that eateth me, even he shall live. This is that bread which came down from heaven. Not as your fathers did eat manna and the bread. He that eateth of this bread shall live forever. These things said he in the synagogue as he taught in Capernaum. 
Give me that heart of Him, the disciples. Many, therefore, of His disciples, my message is, choose you this day. Do you this day. Many, therefore, of His disciples, when they heard this, said, this is a hard thing to hear. When Jesus knew in himself what his disciples murmured at it, he said, Unto them that this offended you, Jesus is asking, Does my word offend you? I'm preaching and choosing this Christ. You can't read Jesus Christ the way you would read a menu at the restaurant. You say, I will take this, I will take that. I'm going to accept this and let Man shall live by everyone that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Verse 62. What is it you say? See the Son of Man ascend up where he must be born. Verse 63. It was the Spirit that quickened the first prophet Nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. If you do not accept all of the words of God, you're choosing something other than Christ. But there are some of you that believe not that Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believed not, and who should all who should betray him? Verse 65. And he said, Therefore, therefore said I unto you, that no man, that no man, that no man, that no man, I don't care how religious you are, can come unto me, except they were given unto him of my father. I will come back a little later to the 66th verse. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. I am not preaching the grand old doctrine of baptism. Last Sunday morning, I said that in the book of Judges, there is a principle that God lays out that follows all the way through. When I say to an individual, I believe I can also declare that from nation and from people. Number one, something is happening. And there is a spiritual apostasy. There is a moral change. And there is a political catastrophe. I believe I can accurately show you that in every individual life, we have these same experiences. And with every experience, we're brought to a decision. I do not like this book, but I still do believe this book. You who were here last Sunday, please, just bear with me for a moment. What I define apostasy, it is a formal disaffiliation from, or an abandonment, or a renunciation of a religious belief by a person. 
what a force this thing means. You no longer believe what you want to believe. There is a spiritual apostasy that is in this world. Where we once believed in Catholic, praying. And let me say this about Catholic. I announced it Wednesday night when I was in Houston last Monday. I believe God laid it on my heart to declare every Monday a fast day in this church. We pray on Monday night at 6 o'clock. Eat something Sunday night after church. Eat something Monday night when you get back home. But Monday is a day of fasting and a day of prayer. I believe that God will honor that. There was a time when we the church believed in fasting and prayer. We've been talked out of it. We've been argued out of it. The enemy has come to our minds and our hearts and has sold us what apostasy is to the point where we no longer believe it's necessary. When I was a boy growing up in church, I thought the preacher practically was God. I'm talking about as a boy. There was a time when that man of God would preach. It would not be his spirit, his ideas, his promotions. It would be thus thank God. Whether you believe it or not, every time you read the Word of God or hear the Word of God, preach, you are given the opportunity to choose this day whom you will serve. If there's other God, go serve him. Preached the message many, many years ago. If you do not know God, this is the closest to heaven you're ever going to get. If you know God, this is as close to hell as you're ever going to get. Make up your mind. Second Peter chapter 2, beginning reading with verse number 20. For if, if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world, through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled therein and overcome. The latter end is worse with them than in the beginning. I know where I'm going to stay with you. You can see the repetition. It is possible for you to have escaped the pollutions of the world. It is possible for you to become entangled and overcome. And your latter end is going to be worse than the beginning. No wonder Jesus said it would be better if you had never been born. Verse 21 and 22 in that reading. For it has been better for them not to have known the word of God. Righteousness, then after they have known it, to turn from the holy commandment. But if this happened unto them according to the problem, to the true problem, the dog is determined to his own vomit, to his own vomit again, and the son that was washed to her wrongly. You may be saved this morning. You may be back to them this morning. You may have never been saved in your life. 
But they're making a choice. Joshua said, if it's the God on the other side of the flood, go serve him. But this book says, if God be God, serve him. Make your choice. I'm going to read quickly a few scriptures I'm reading last week. In 1 Timothy 4 1, now the Spirit speaking expresses that in the light of time, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of God. If you know Jesus and you're going another way, you are following seducing spirits. You are following doctrines of death. But we will warn the God Almighty that these days will come. Turn with me to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 36. If thy brother, I presume this can be your biological brother or your supposed brother in Christ. If thy brother, what is it, the son of thy mother, or thy son, or thy daughter, or the wife of thy bosom, or thy friend which is as thine own soul, Entice thee secretly, saying, Let us go and serve other gods which thou hast not known. I've got so many scriptures I'm going to read. So I'm asking you to remember these scriptures together. He said, If anyone tries to get you to serve another God, I need to go down here and take this a little bit out of the secret. God said, you shall have no other gods before, and I'm not going to explain it to you again. Anything that takes the place of God, I don't care if it's in giving, I don't care if it's in attendance, or whatever. If there's anything that takes the place of God in your life, then it becomes an idol. I-D-O-L. Let me give you the definition of an idol. A representation or symbol of an object of worship, probably a false God. That's from the dictionary. We think a lot of times that we don't have to deal with idols. But man today is worshiping money. Money to become his God. That's the reason he lays the things of God down that he may make money. Your money will perish with you. It'd be bad enough if your money perish, but the God word of God says your money will perish with you. There's a lot of people who worship sex. Anything by definition that you give yourself to, anything that takes all of your time or energy, anything that takes all of you, that is what you worship. That becomes your God. That becomes your idol. And that is what God condemns. God says that He is jealous God. God says, I made you, I created you, I have redeemed you, and I want you. To seriously turn our backs upon God. I read last week, I read it again in Matthew chapter 22. Begin reading with verse 37. Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, 
and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first commandment, first and great commandment. And the second is not going to do it. That is, love thy neighbor as thyself. And these are two commandments in all the world and all the world. I don't believe I there would be any of this except to mention a Hittite. In the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 20, when land has been taken and possessed, that thou shalt utterly destroy them. Now you hear me. You need maybe, if you need to back on it, go read it. Thou shalt utterly destroy them, namely, the Hittites, and the Amorites, the Canaanites, and the Perizzites, the Havanites, and the Jebusites. As the Lord thy God has commanded you. Yes, we do remember the 27. When I was in the dangerous years ago, I preached from that text. I don't think that I've listened to this since. But so many get a false impression about God. Reminds me, Brother Clinton, who preached that message, the God that does not exist. You get in your mind a concept of God, and you try to live your life like that's what God is. But that God does not exist. The God that does not exist. Decisions and choices are being made here this morning. I had rather some people get up and walk out on me and not listen to the remainder of what I have to say. And instead of hearing him to make that wrong sound. When you begin to read of all of these types, you know who they are? They are the descendants of Canaan, the descendants of Ham, the descendants of Noah. I preached the message years and years and years and years ago. And in that, in the context of that message, when God said he did not spare the angels that sinned, I want to remind you, these were angels that were in glory before there was anything else. But when they said, we'll be our own God, Satan said, Lucifer said, I want my way. God kicked them out of heaven. They showed you, they showed mother, your daddy, your husband, your wife, your preacher, your friend, no one can get you into the presence of God except God himself. I'm actually going with this different than the words that I But jump over with me to the book of Amos. That's what I just read to you. It's in the book of Genesis chapter 2. About the Jebusites and Amorites and Jebusites. The Amorites became an ace in the Jebusites. But it's in Genesis 15 21. Look at this. Talking about all of those ice. But in the fourth generation, they shall come hither again for the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet. God is the God of force. When the day of Pentecost was Pentecost, people have been filled with the Spirit, I believe, before the day of Pentecost. 
even in the Old Testament, the Spirit of the Lord would come upon us. But God is the God of fullness. He said that it gets out of the way, clear to say, how about whoever? He said, the effect of iniquity is not yet filled. Men think that they are getting behind because God doesn't just kill He's not willing to eat a man's prayer, but there is a land by us unseen to which every man's past must come. That if you step over the line, you'll turn this thing up. Look at, look at Amos chapter 2. We have gone from the book of Genesis to the book of Amos. Chapter 2, verses 9 through 11. Yet the strong eye, the Amorite, before them, whose height is like the height of sea, in the descriptive language of the Bible, God said these were the most powerful, the tallest, the most influential, the most admired. He was strong as the oak. And I destroyed his fruit when from above, and his roots from beneath. Do you know who he's talking about? The Amorites. But he said the cup of the Amorites are not yet full. Leave them alone. Amos said that God destroyed them from above and even made them up by the roots. I can tell you, you've never met an Amorite. There are no Amorites. Hittites. I'm telling you and I. We are making choices. You make them every day of your life. You make them in your body yourself. You make them in your someone else. Let me just stop this here. You know, you know for several years, I, I just really didn't watch the news. But when I watched the news, I would see the news. And that's what we see. Fox, CBS, ABC, NBC. Not I try to take it all. I watched a little bit of the inauguration Congress. I watched a little bit of the ladies' march yesterday. In between half and half a They said there was maybe up with a million women. You know who was leading? It was a white tank. People applied to go to that march. They talked to white women. It was forbidden. I had to turn off my TV yesterday because of those women up with microphones in front of their face using language that used to be reserved for the saints. Let me tell you what I did. Let me put it this way for a second. I said, I said, hell has enlarged herself. God did not make hell for you. God did not make you to go to hell. He's not willing to any man perish. God made hell for the devil and his angels. Those that tell from heaven, I think God made it. But in the book of Isaiah, hell has been lost. You know why? Because God is the least to destruction, and that's where everybody seems to be going. We live in perilous days. People are going to stand before Jesus. In the judgment, so I cast that devil in your life. 
I'm tough with something in your name. He said, I don't know you. You go serve the one you serve for me. What God is looking for is those who are serving. I choose to serve God. How many of you choose to serve the Lord? As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. In the book of Habakkuk, chapter 2, verse 20, but the Lord is in his holy temple, and in all the earth keeps silent before him. What does that mean? Does that mean now? Does that mean when the devil's in hell and God's people are in heaven in that temple? I don't know. I think I know. I think it probably refers more to that holy church. But I want you to read something here with me. Let all the earth keep silence before you. Brother, if we're going to obey the word of God, we need to obey all of it. When Jesus is in his temple, when he is in his temple, I don't even know what he's going to say to well, all of the earth keeps silent. But I also believe that you mean right now. We engage ourselves in conversations that we're making a poor choice. I'm talking about making choices right now, trying to make it as clear as I can. That while you sit there and look at me, and while I sit here and look at you, you and me are making choices. You're not going to make it when you get outside that door. You're not going to make it when you get with your friends and your family and your parents. You're going to make it when you hear the word of God. Just let the word of God. That's the reason Jennifer said, as for me and my house. He was speaking, I guess, for children and everything else. But on this earth, we need a time when we will be still. When we will fast and we will pray, and we will not speak. I'm not talking about that. There needs to be a time when we need to be silent. I am shocked and amazed at what some people are willing to say and what some people are willing to talk about. I believe that there will come a time when the whole world will be silent before me. I'm telling you, church, we are not able to hear from God because of all the clamor, talking, laughing, joking, teasing. That is the sum and the total of our lives. The Bible speaks of a cross of the poor. I brought that in a little Wednesday night where it's you and God. Some of you know what it is. You go to church, people come to the altar to pray. There's three or four praying, and there's 200 out there talking. Let the world appear to be silent. We need to hear from God. We're having difficulties. And one of them is because we're talking too much. We're talking. How many of you are Christians? Okay. Make sure you don't talk about another Christian. It'd be better for you to have a more strong time about your neck and cast in your seat. If you don't like this pastor, go find your neighbor. 
you have no business to be talking contrary about me to anybody. I have no business to be talking contrary about you to anyone. Back at said, let us all be still. We need to be still before God so we can hear from heaven. So we can hear from God. So God can speak to us. It's a still small voice. But if you know Him, you'll recognize His heart. And I tell you, God will speak to you. If I would ask, which I will not ask, this is a rhetorical question. But if I would ask, how many of you have been in the presence of God in the last six months? And you've heard the voice of God, it would be embarrassing. It would be embarrassing to see how many have not been in the presence of God in that moment. I wonder. I wonder if the man that spoke Friday and the million that spoke Saturday, I wonder if they would just be silent for a while. And help all my friends in the presence of the Almighty. I wonder if we would just shut off the television. Turn it off. Let me say this way. Brother Cousin, I don't know what I'm going to do this weekend. Maybe you can hear me. But he said, when I preach and men are not moved by my message, I know that I'm preaching out of love and love. I wonder if that television picture was shut up. If that great picture was shut up. If that book writer was shut up. And lay in the presence of God Almighty. We might write something a little different. We may say something a little different. We may teach something a little different. We may preach something a little different. Because I was speaking of the Holy Spirit here two weeks ago. And I said, we're blessed. But if you have a job and you put it in on that job, you're not going to do anything else. And that's the way we've been with God. We're blessed. But we're not yielding blessed. We're not humble blessed. We're full of pride. We're arrogant. Is that wrong? Paul said, I'm a sinner. Jesus said, There is really nothing but me. Let's go into the book of Psalms. Go into Psalms chapter 2 and verse 1. This is like Habakkuk's question Why does the heathen raise? And the people imagine a vain thing. It's the word of God. Rage. Anger. And it's all over vanity. Solomon said vanity is vanity. Everything is vanity. Church, I'm talking to you. And we are in a crucial time. Can we as a church, I said I'd never say this publicly, but I will. This point, I will always. Can we as a church 
come to that place where in spite of anything and anybody, we can serve God. We choose to serve God. The part I said I remember to cross the border in the southern stand is not in my view and not the testimony. If we're not going to tell God with all of our hearts, individually or collectively as a church, we can do better than not just our hearts. How many of you know what the word is about me? I'm not talking about in traditional reading. Ichabod, Ichabod, Ichabod. Write Ichabod over the church. Let me translate Ichabod. The glory has departed. What is the glory of God when most of these churches even in Burmese? I made that my mind yesterday. They say that Hollywood set something like 80% of the press side of the, of the population I can listen to that Christ for me. I have no one I'm going to pray for. I want to ask God to bring them in, save them. When I watch Mitchell Obama get on that helicopter, I said, God, come with us. Down the line, save the soul. When I saw Mr. Trump on that stage, I prayed, God, come with us, come out, save his soul. God, help us. Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine the same thing? We've got clamor, we've got protest, we've got fear, we've got problems. I take you to Psalms 2 4. The judge shall live by faith. The psalmist has just described the anger, the clamor, but it's just a clamor. None of these things can affect us. None of these things can make us. I'm told that I am amazed how easily people are deceived by all kinds of things. All kinds of things. And here in my notes, people will fall for anything. I'm asking you today to take what I've said to you and don't believe a word of it that I've said just because I've said it. I want you to be a believer. I want you to read about that Berean in the book of Acts. His first revelation will come. I know what you're talking about. I believe in our faith. What I believe in what I think is no better than what you believe in me. I want to be a preacher of the New Testament. I want to be a preacher of the Word of God. And I want to be able to do that without fear or faith of anyone. Father, you Christians at home, most of you do not remember that Brother Clinton wrote a study in Tablet. I pray the preacher, I will go to the You see, when Brother Kendall first had a performance of a judgment in the ocean, he used to come to me and tell me, son, 
I don't know why, but everybody has played a part in that judgment. And so it was almost like it was frustrating. It's like I came back to you. And you have me, he wants to say, I'm going to be taking my hand, and I'm teaching, and I can remember most of my life. And I can picture me sitting on a bed in the middle of the night, and I can't even say this. And I hear a voice coming to me, and I'm saying that voice is when I talk to me. I thought all I had to do was love him. I thought all I had to do was love him. But God began to deal with my teaching that he had to talk. He said, Don't be comfortable. As he wrote that in about that preacher, that preacher went to heaven. I thought he said, Not for you or anybody else. I'm not going to pray. I'm not going to be, you said it's prophetic. I'm not going to be involved in that. Forget that. If you want, if you want me in this place, you've got to rewrite that. I repented in God today when I went to school. I dealt with it Wednesday night, it was a week ago, and I will go into much more of it. We are covered with false prophets, false doctrines, false teachers. Not the same but the same thing that they haven't had vision. He said that in the night he had vision of the man that was in hell. And that man was running through the liquid flames and the liquid fires. Brother comes and he said that man would run over in the flames with the man that he was getting in the him back into the fire. Take another up. And that went on for ages. He asked God, he said, God, what am I looking at? What am I seeing? And God said, you're looking at a man in hell that is looking for a preacher. He's going to come hear me. Please know that I do not want to be one of those being pulled up when eternity has begun by a market or a woman or a hector. I don't want to thank you. Saying I'm looking for that prince that lied to me. Holy Spirit, since I came, all I can do this morning is to